The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. After a total of 123,000 emails and counting from the Revolution followers regarding five specific shows over the past year, Jim and Trav have finally taken the hint and decided to explore the archives. And so it's time to play it back on the Revolution Listener Rewind with Jim and Trav. That's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from the vault... Here's Jim and Trav. Oh, we've reached new lows, Jimmy. <laughs> yes, we have. I'm surprised you're not like uh, uh, busting at the seams to tell people. Why, why is that? I'm just going to bring it out now because I know it's going to come out later in conversation yes, today's show. What did you do to me specifically when you're in Florida? I bought you a pair of Tommy Bahama flip Matching! <laughs> Matching Tommy you Bahama. You gave me a hard time on, on the stuff that I wear. I wear a lot of Tommy Bahama stuff. and uh, so You bought me. Now we have... We're, we're flip-flop buddies. One dude buying another dude matching dude flip-flops. So uncool. Dude It's not right. <laughs> yeah. It's actually against my religion. Well, in some countries, we could be married. We could be married. I don't want to be married to you. Nor I. I'm divorcing him. <laughs> I, I don't accept your sandals, Jimmy. Anyways, on today's show, this is the Revolution Listener Rewind, where uh, per you guys' request... Uh, we are going back and going to be highlighting some segments. Jim and I are going to be walking you guys through this. Now, what did Mark say? How many people wrote in? Something like over 123,000 people and counting some change there. Uh, people have written in over just five shows. Telling us to stop the show. Uh, please stop the show. <laughs> never play again. No, um, people have written in uh, just about five shows in particular that they want to hear again. And so Jimmy and I thought, we, you know, we'll play some clips. We'll kind of uh, discuss it with you guys, see what you think. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, that'd be dope. So, so we're going to be talking about examining wolves on today's show, plus crossbow hunting, antelope hunting, waterfall hunting, and you know what, Trav? Even some Second Amendment stuff. Is this legal? Yeah. And we're also even going to be answering some questions uh, from some emails throughout the whole doggone show. That's going to be pretty cool. For instance, uh, Peggy McNeil in uh, Jupiter, Florida, she writes in, I, I love her. Howdy, boys. Howdy, boys. <laughs> I, I love that. I'm in the market for a good all-around hunting rifle for my son. He's 11, and he's a total freak. Uh, for deer hunting, I like that her son's a, a deer freak, and he's 11. And I was just wondering uh, what you two would recommend. I think probably a 470 Nitro Express. It's going to blow his shoulder off. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good but thing. But he'll get the deer. Now, how about a uh, good all-around round? Uh, a good round for for a kid that, you know, we don't know how big he is, but we'll just uh, assume that he's average 11-year-old. Uh, probably a 243. 243. Ruger. That's what I like. Be, yeah. Matter of fact, you have one. Yeah. 243 all day, every day, Peggy. You can't beat it. Uh, anyway, so let's get to the uh, Revolution Listener Rewind uh, part of today's show. First off, we're going to be jumping into wolf hunting. And this is a segment that we actually uh, um, got into, I think it was last July. Yeah, last July we had David Allen on. He's the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, plus Joe Morier, and he's with Montana Game, Wildlife, and Fish Department. Mike Ritchie with Ritchie Outfitters and Ryan Benson of uh, Big Game Forever. Once again, this is some uh, clips from a show we did back in July. Per you guys' request, we're going back, kind of analyzing it and playing it with you guys. Here it is. You're listening to the Revolution Listener Rewind. <laughs> right now, we're being joined by the president and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Mr. David Allen. Uh, how's it going, buddy? Going great, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Just how much passion do wolves evoke? That's what we're talking about on uh, today's show. A recent plan to change Montana's wolf hunting regulations drew 6,500 and counting comments. Now, on Thursday, this was uh, 712, a meeting was held to determine whether or not to allow trapping of wolves, thereby increasing the bag limit of wolves from one to three per person, two by trapping and one by hunting. Now, this did pass, and so this season is going to run from September 1st all the way through the end of February. Is this needed? Is this needed? I like pointed question. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We wholeheartedly endorse the use of trapping. Yeah. Uh, trapping is one of the most effective tools that state agencies have in managing large predators, including wolves and bears and, and uh, mountain lions. We wholeheartedly endorse it. Yeah. Well, you guys are really instrumental in getting the uh, wolves 
off the endangered species list. That would happen just this year, didn't it? Yes and no. The legislation that Congress uh, approved became law last year, and then, of course, it was challenged in the courts by the environmentalists, and just about, I think, three weeks ago, the deadline for them to appeal to the Supreme Court uh, came and went, so it is now the law of the land uh, that, uh, in Montana and Idaho anyway, wolves are turned over to the management of the state agencies, and we anticipate the state of Wyoming to be the same uh, later this fall. Joe Morier. But uh, just joining us is 75-846-7647 is who, Jimmy? Hey, old Joe Morier. And he is the director of Montana Game Wildlife and Fish Department there in Montana. Obviously, it's not uh, South Dakota. <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory. Mr. Joe, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. Yeah, now, just before you, like I said a second ago, we were talking to old David Allen with uh, Rocky Mountain Health Foundation, talking about um, what just passed uh, last Thursday on the 12th. Yeah. Um, this is a big um, step forward in um, proper management of wolves, isn't it? Well, it is. <clears throat> I think um, Montana has been pretty thoughtful yeah. uh, about how we've approached this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've taken steps incrementally, as we have learned, uh, not fast enough for some people, too fast for others. Well, now, the thing is, uh, several years ago, what, 14, 15, maybe even 20 years ago now, I forget what it is, uh, 66 wolves were introduced into uh, uh, here from Canada. 1995. Which made them illegal aliens. Yep. yep. What happened? That's We Canada. got a population explosion. That's Canada for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, the wolves were endangered, and... Um, we actually have always had wolves here, at least on the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've come and gone uh, over time, but they really didn't populate too much anywhere else. And then when they brought in the other wolves to Yellowstone, uh, we kind of had them from both ends. Uh-huh. And our job, and, and, you know, for the first, well, as you say, 15, 20 years now, has been to recover them. But... Oh, I guess probably somewhere around 2006, 2007, boom, now wolves have just taken off. There's yep. enough of them. Uh, they're very prolific. They travel all over the place. We learned that, okay, wolf population, even with hunting, has grown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because it's grown, and then we looked at what Idaho did. Yeah. They had no quotas, and they had trapping, and they only took 377 wolves. Holy cow. And this is a one season only. It's, you know, season by season. Mm-hmm. So in order to try to keep things to a dull roar, we better allow some trapping. We can trap two wolves and we can hunt one, correct? Yes. Per person. Or you could trap three. Mike Ritchie. Hey, Mike, how's it going, buddy? Oh, good. How you guys doing? Hey, not too bad. Now, this is exciting, all right? Not everybody has the opportunity, uh, Mike, to go on a wolf hunt. Um, I've heard from people that, I mean, this is an extremely difficult hunt. Is that true? Yeah, they can be. I mean, they're, um, they can be pretty elusive and pretty smart animals and it can be pretty physical too just depends on the circumstances and the conditions yeah well it's not necessarily a spot and stalk kind of hunt is it is it more of a calling thing oh you can do it both ways i mean you can call them you know try to howl them or use a predator call on them or spot and stalk or kind of track them down to brian benson uh mr ryan how's it going today buddy going great how are you guys we're doing really good now Real fast, you know, predators are very crucial to the ecosystem and environment in general. Um, we certainly do need to manage these predators, don't we? Especially when it, when we're talking about wolves. Isn't that right, Ryan? That's exactly what this is about. This isn't about an anti-predator campaign. No. This is all about supporting predators by making sure their numbers are kept in balance. Now, uh, what? I think they introduced the gray wolf. They, they reintroduced it in Yellowstone back in 1995. Is that correct? That's correct. And they also introduced a handful into uh, central Idaho. So there was uh, two different transplants done, and actually there was a subsequent transplant done in each state the following year. Yeah, well, in that time, and according to what I found on your website, just the Yellowstone herd, now they were introduced in Yellowstone, uh, they started off with 20,000 elk, and now they're down to 6,500. That's more than any redneck bunch could do from Alabama. I mean, that's three quarters of the elk population decimated yeah, by, even, by the... It's even, guys, it's even gotten worse from there. Really? We probably need to update the website. 
the numbers are now down below 4,100 elk, and that's 40. happened just in the last 18 months. 4,100. Now, um, if people don't know this, know this, their reproductive rate, they're about like feral hogs, and they have the appetite of Pac-Man, okay? <laughs> I mean, wolves, they're breeding, eating fools, okay? They're, they're very prolific. This is what they do. They're very effective. They work together well in a pack, and when you've got 150 or 120-pound wolf, you know, they need a lot of food to survive. All right, so let's give it up for uh, David Allen, President and CEO of Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, plus Joe Morier, once again, uh, with the Montana Game Wildlife and Fish Department, Mike Ritchie, Ritchie Outfitters, and Ryan Benson with Big Game Forever. But, Jim, here's a couple little things I'm going to quiz you on, see if you know this. What's that? Uh, how many teeth do wolves have? I don't know, 35, 40. 42. Not bad. 42. 42. Okay. A gestation period. What is the typical gestation period on a wolf? Well, kind of like a dog, I would think. Probably 45, 50 days. Not bad. Uh, 62. 63. 63. All right. How many pups are usually born when it comes to wolves? Wolf packs. I'm going to guess probably uh, two, maybe three at the outside. Four, six. Four, four to six. six. Really? Four, four six. Four, four two, six. <laughs> All right. So here, here's one. How strong are wolves' jaws when they're biting you or me? Just take a guess. Come on. Shot in the dark. Uh, let's say you talk about foot pounds. No, per square inch. Per square inch. Per okay. square inch. Uh, how about uh, maybe 1,500? 1,500. Really? Yeah, twice as like the typical German Shepherd, which only has 750 pounds per square inch crushing power. A, a wolf can crush a large bone like a femur with, let's say, just uh, one or two bites. Really? Crazy. Why no. don't, why don't uh, police officers in the K-9 unit use have wolves? Have <laughs> <laughs> German Shepherds. That would be so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, you're on. Hey. I'm not running. Okay. I'm just <laughs> staying right here. You know, up until we did the show back in July, Jim, I had no idea. On the negative impact that wolves had on wildlife, I knew it was a problem, but just not to this extent. It's amazing. Dude. Thanks for agreeing with me. <laughs> uh, anyways, you guys are listening to the Revolution Listener Rewind. I don't think Jim's paying attention. Uh, who we got coming up next, buddy? Hey, coming up after the break on the Revolution uh, Listener Rewind, we're going to be covering crossbows and crossbow hunting. That's right. It's brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Cabela's World's Foremost Outfitter at Cabela's. And Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. But first, we got a clip, uh, a little tip from Mark. We'll talk after the break. Thanks a lot, guys. Simple outdoor trivia that's brought to you by Ram Trucks. A kill of 124 wolves would thus translate to the survival of 1,488 moose or 2,976 caribou or some combination thereof. Hey, stick around. More Revolution Listener Rewind to come with Jim and Trav next. Monday, it's the season finale of Outdoor Channel's Bottom Feeders. After Rick joins Jen's team. You know, and all that is not here. Obviously, it's a little harder for me. The rivalry between Jen and Mike comes to a head. No way would I ever work for Jen. No. And threatens Mike's entire operation. I've been discouraged enough because I haven't been catching. I mean, i got to make 11. It's all about the money. Catch the season finale of Bottom Feeders. Monday, March 18th, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. With an encore presentation Thursday the 21st at 11 p.m. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. To take it all head on, channel the universe, steer the satellites, defy the elements, roar past convention, shift every course, rewrite the roadmaps, push beyond the possible, and bring the world to its knees. It takes the new 2013 Ram 1500, engineered to move heaven and earth. The road doesn't end here. This is only the beginning. Guts. Glory. Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. You've taken the time to send us email. The least we can do is listen to your request. You're listening to the Revolution Listener Rewind. And we're back. Hey, Jimmy, what's up? What's up? You know, I've had too many carbonated things today. <laughs> you don't know, hate that when you swallow too much air and you get the gurgling and you go to talk and like this girl. I hate that. I got that right now. Prilosec. I need some Prilosec OTC. Uh, anyways, uh, just before the break, though, we revisited Wolves, the show we did this past July. And once again, though, yeah, hey, this is the Revolution uh, Listener Rewind. That's a tongue twister. Yes, it is. We've been playing backflips today from previous shows that most interest you as our listeners. As our listeners. And we appreciate you guys. But now we're going back in time, I think, to the beginning. 
beginning of October uh, last year. We talked where we talked about crossbows and crossbow hunting. And here's an email uh, we just got from uh, who was it from? Hey, it's Steve Sands from Waco, Texas, and he writes: Can I use Vaseline on my crossbow rail instead of an oil-based rail lube? Not only no, but hell no. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> no, that, that's actually Can you what that would be. No, Steve, that's a really bad idea. Yeah. What, I mean, what happens first of all? Vaseline attracts dirt, dirt sticks, leaves, whatever. But what happens? Small children. Yeah, small kids. I when I walk into like Walmart, instantly I get Vaseline in my face. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but it happens. But here's an, another problem. It, it's gonna basically make it where you can't cock back your crossbow anymore. It's gonna get gummed up. Uh-huh. It's just a really bad thing. Another thing. Um, think about this, Steve, Jim. Uh, Steve, Jim, Steve, Jim, what I answer the I'll question. Answer anything. What happens uh, to Vaseline when it gets cold? Boy, I tell you what, it really stiffens up and it gums up. Yeah, and the, the sad part about it, you know, you're shooting a crossbow at, say, 346 feet a second. Yep. You could get it out to 280, Steve, that's just a really bad idea. Yeah. I don't know why you would do that. And here's the sad part is you wrote this and you've probably already done this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth of the matter Let here. Let me try this out. <laughs> All right, so anyway. You have to say, hey, looky here. Yeah. Let's get back to the, the Revolution Listener Rewind. Who are we going to be talking to now? And so we're going to have Randy Woods from Pinpoint Crossbows, Chuck Matasic. Matasic. Uh, Chuck Matasic Thank with Cotabo, mm-hmm. and Jeff Becca with Crossbow Nation. All right, let's get to it. Once again, this is the Revolution Listener Rewind. <laughs> And this right now is Randy Woods, and he is with 10 Point Crossbows, and he phoned us at 785-846-7647. How's it going, Randy? It's doing well here in Ohio. Yeah. Hey, Ohio, the Buckeye State. Oh, yeah. Buckeyes! <laughs> um, I'm on your website right now. Got to head to 10pointcrossbows.com. Cool website. Only one problem I have. In a video, there's a Ford truck. You should have a Ram. A Ram truck. Do you see the correlation? I don't know. <laughs> don't know what to tell you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, so 10-point crossbows, uh, you guys have a fantastic uh, line of yeah. crossbows. Uh, kind of tell us about this, Randy. Well, we've got, um, over the years, we have really expanded our line to try to hit uh, price points and products that fit a wide variety of the consumer's needs. You know, the 10-point line is what I would call in the whole crossbow scheme of things, mid to upper end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Titan has been our number one seller since we brought it out, um, mm-hmm. you know, 12, 13 years ago. Uh, it got some great improvements this year. It's uh, narrower than it was last year. It's lighter than it was last year. It's faster than it was last year, and it's the same price. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the crossbows now are getting narrower and narrower. But now, when we came out with the uh, CLS Compact Limb System front end, you know, a lot of the bows now are 21 inches wide, Holy 17 cow. inches wide. They get down into the 14-inch width um, when they're cocked, which is very, very user-friendly, maneuverable, makes it a lot easier to handle in a tree stand. Are you seeing a, a greater change in the uh, attitude toward crossbows? Absolutely. Um, when you look at you know the mainstream hunter, the mainstream media, crossbows are becoming more and more accepted. Real quick, uh, before we go on with this interview, Randy, uh, where can we find you guys online again? Uh, it's www.10pointcrossbows.com. Chuck Matasic. Anyways, we're talking with Chuck Matasic right now, and he is with Cotabo. Mr. Chuck, how's it going, buddy? Doing well, guys. Yeah, now the the, the Cotabo, it's actually a recurve and not a compound, right? Crossbow? Oh, yeah, we like that. We like that recurve technology, mm-hmm. and, and uh, not that it's, you know, earth-shattering, but it just works all the time. So yeah. uh, we may have the fastest crossbow in the world. Yeah. I only say that because if you have to ever average a zero in with your crossbow speeds, mm-hmm. you're not going to beat us. Now, question for you, okay. My bow, I think it shoots. I shoot, I, people call it a vertical bow. I just call it a bow. Sure. It 319 feet per second. I'm looking at this Bravo Zulu, and it shoots 330 feet per second. Now, put them side by side, not that big of Can't a difference. Can't tell the difference. And, and that's a little bit of a misconception with the crossbows. I mean, we'll go out and, and target shoot at, you know, 70, even 100 yards, but you don't hunt at those distances. No, we... It's the same distance and archery judgment that you have with your vertical bow. Well, where can we find you online? Hey, find us at Codabo.com, K-O-D-A-B-O-W. Google Codabo Facebook. Take a look at a picture of a buck that a gentleman took with a Codabo about three days ago. Jeff Becker. How's it going, buddy? Going great, guys. How are you? Yeah, you know, over the years... We're good. You know, we're real good. Jim overlooked that part, but we're good. (laughs) We're doing good. This is going real well so far Jim heard what he wanted to hear (laughs) there. That's it. That's it. Anyhow... 
You know, back when I was in shop class, this was back during the uh, dark ages, everybody wanted to build a crossbow. Yeah. You know, I mean, they go out and try to get a, uh, a spring off of a car, try to make that work, and it, that never worked. But nevertheless, uh, but you have put together Crossbow Nation. You know, obviously, you read the description on your website. Uh, you formed this because there's a lot of buttheads out there, and uh, you guys want to have a, a common gathering place. Sure, yeah. Crossbow Nation is actually the world's largest gathering place. Is it really? Uh, for guys that, you know, are crossbow enthusiasts, whether you hunt with one or you build them in shop class, you know, it's the place to be. Now, you must have, what, chat rooms and so forth? Yeah, it's a forum-based website, so there's all sorts of rooms. We do have a live chat on there, but most really? of it, you know, is forum-based, and uh, it's just a place to chat and share information and, more importantly, learn information um, from other crossbow hunters and enthusiasts without, you know, the vertical guy stepping in saying, ah, you guys are cheaters or you guys are sissies or, you know, whatnot. So, and that was the main goal when I built the site was to give the crossbow guy, especially the new crossbow guy, there are a lot of newbies out there. So mm -hmm. that's why I started Crossbow Nation. Where can we find you online, buddy? You can find us at www.crossbownation.com. Real quick question for you, Jimmy. Is it as painful for you as it is for me to listen to old things of you? <laughs> I hate listening to us. Well, you know, yeah, I think it's painful for everybody to hear their own voice and, and uh, realize how many mistakes you really make. Or just how annoying we truly are. Yeah. All right, so you guys are listening and gals to the Revolution Listener Rewind, where we are playing back clips per you guys and gals request that you emailed in. But you know, coming about the break, though, we're going to be revisiting uh, Waterfowl. Got to be waiting for it. Wade Bourne. <laughs> Wade Bourne, a show we did actually. Uh, it's got to be Wade Bourne. In January. All right, so hey, we're the Revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks. Make sure you check them out at ramtrucks.com, plus Outdoor Channel at outdoorchannel.com, and Ruger at ruger.com, and High Mountain Seasonings at himtnjerky.com, and Zeiss at zeiss.com forward slash sports. Once again, you guys are listening to the Revolution Listener Rewind. We'll talk to you after the break. Simple outdoor trivia that's brought to you by Ram Trucks. Comparison tests show that crossbows don't perform the same as firearms, contrary to what some say, because crossbows typically start losing velocity and energy at 30 yards compared to black powder rifles, which begin losing velocity and energy at 100 yards. Stay tuned. More Revolution Listener Rewind will be back with what you, the listeners, want to hear right after the break. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. On the season finale of Elite Tentacle Unit, SWAT. The man's got to know his limitations. With prize money and honor on the line, the last two operators face off to prove who is truly elite. This may very well be the most important shooting event in your life. The explosive season finale of Elite Tentacle Unit SWAT, presented by Sig Sauer, Wednesday, March 20th, 9 p.m. 8 Central, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Stay invisible in the field. Rely on camo form to protect and conceal your gear and your gun. Flexible and reusable with no sticky residue. See all 14 popular patterns and find a dealer near you at camoform.us. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav salutes and thanks all our dedicated listeners for all the feedback. You're listening to the Revolution Listener Rewind. You know, Jimmy, I feel a kinship uh, between us and our listeners. I really do. We don't. We get so many emails, you, you feel like you know them. I, I like to say listeners because I don't think you're worthy of a fan. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I know for a fact that you're not. I have not. five ceiling fans on my board. We have the best listeners in all the land. We and do. Yes, I have to say. I'm not, I'm not going to knock We've got some gnarly gifts. And we have some clunkers yeah, every once in a while. We've had over 1,200 celebrities on the show since we started this thing. Yeah, but uh, some amazing people we have had on the past shows. But anyways, this is the Revolution Listener Rewind, where you, the, you, the, the listeners, my fans, Jim's acquaintances, acquaintances. Yeah. Uh, you guys are actually controlling the content. 
of today's show. Hey, yeah, just a minute ago, we recovered crossbow hunting, and now we're going to be listening to a waterfall show that we did back, uh, I think, early in January. Yeah, Jim's actually just learning to speak, <laughs> so please bear with him. Yeah, we're talking about a late-season waterfowl uh, tips and tactics, the show, as Jim said, we did in early January of this year. Uh, we talked to Scott Trinan with Malt Gear, Jim Crawley, Hook and Hunt TV, uh, Georgia Pellegrini. She actually replaced What's-His-Face on Huntley Ritter. It's such a forgettable character. <laughs> really? My most forgettable character. Like, uh, what's his name? Oh, it doesn't even matter. It's not even <laughs> worth remembering his name on uh, Ducks Unlimited uh, TV. Great show there on Outdoor Channel. Uh, plus Mike Marsh, Mike Marsh Outdoors, and my hero uh, and, and mentor, Wade Bourne. I love this man. Anyways, let's get to it. Once again, this is uh, The Revolution. Listener Rewind. Enjoy. <laughs> what do we need to do to be successful this time of year, buddy? Well, you need to pretty much be uh, and do completely different what you've been doing all season. You know, you're right. Geese are very, very uh, visual learners. They learn yeah. off of what they see, what they hear day in and day out from us hunters. And the more we hunt them and the more we hunt them the same way, the more accustomed they become to the that style. So basically late season geese, what we try to do is we switch it up. We go yeah. to different decoy numbers. If you're using... You know, a hundred and some decoys, uh, maybe bump it down some or maybe save some for the end of the year so you're bumping up your numbers. But also, uh, where are you hunting fields? You know, everybody likes to pick the middle of the field or the yeah. highest point in the field. You know, try to get off to the side, the edges where sometimes geese will naturally feed. Basically, you want to do things differently than you've done all season because that's going to stop working. Mr. Scott, man, thank you so much for coming on and, and telling Jim everything he's been doing wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Jim Crawley. Uh, but you know, w one thing I think today's show has taught me, uh, guys, is that late season waterfowling is extremely technical. It's very difficult. And if you want to be successful, you truly have to go all out. And I, I guess, I mean, honestly, I, I really never understood that, uh, Jim, up until today. Well, I'm, you know, I've, Yesterday was a, was a great example. Now, um, I, I hunt with a very, very good group of waterfowlers. I learn stuff with some of these guys every time I'm out, and I've been hunting with them for three years. Mm -hmm. Here's what we had. We had geese coming off a property that had just migrated down within the last couple of days, and they, they've been hitting this bean field and corn field. And we put the decoys on the top of the hill, a uh, bean field, where there's absolutely no cover, so you could not hide. They split the decoys up into two areas. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they put the decoys farther out to give these geese kind of like a bowling alley type of thing for mm -hmm. them to come down. They knew where they were coming. They put the decoys farther out one way, yeah. and we hid on a fence row with no blinds whatsoever. Oh, wow. in, the, in the natural cover that was there. The geese never came to the decoys. What they did is they stayed along that fence line to get away from the oh, decoys. Really? When they, when they did it, we were done in 10 minutes. Georgia Pellegrini. <laughs> All righty. So um, I'll let you pick a duck, okay? And your favorite way to prepare it, Miss Georgia, uh, how do you go about this? Okay. So you really want to eat, uh, brine it for you know, at least six hours. You could do it up to overnight. Oh, wow. So that's basically a saltwater solution. So it's mm -hmm. water, salt, sugar, and then any kind of flavorings you want to put in there. I put an orange peel. This one I did some apple cider, which was fun. Oh, wow. Um, some spiciness, if you'd like. Mm -hmm. You let it soak, and what that does is it really um, adds moisture to the cell walls of, of, the, of the skin of the animal. And mm -hmm. once you take it out, pat it dry, have it nice and dry, and then it's ready to roast. Mike Marsh. Now, you're from North Carolina, and you you got to correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, they say that nearly 80,000 swans winter in North Carolina. Now, question for you. Do you, uh, do you actually decoy these guys in? Do you have tundra swan decoys, or do you use, uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, snow geese uh, decoys? Well, we use all different kinds of things. Back in the beginning, when the season first opened 25, 30 years ago, you know, they, they would decoy to you if you were walking around with a white hat on. <laughs> of course, they've gotten a, a little bit wearier since then. Yeah. And they, there are actually some floating decoys out there. They're absolutely huge, some swan decoys, silhouettes. Uh, and a lot of people will take Canada goose decoys, especially the uh, larger varieties, uh, the magnum decoys, and they'll paint those white and use those for swan. That's a pretty good idea. How do you feel uh, about late-season waterfowl? Are you, are you as stoked about it as Jim and I are? I think it's one of the best opportunities going. You know, it, it obviously... Seasons are closed all, you know, except down in the southern part of the flyway. But yeah. 
Uh, I hunt uh, Missouri and Kentucky. The southern Missouri zone is open till January 20th. Really? Uh, over in Kentucky wow. and Tennessee, we go to around the 25th of January. And so, you know, we, we're still looking at uh, several weeks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of years, uh, this is when the ducks really get here. You know, if it's a, a warm winter, you know, we had the storm back in around right before Christmas and uh, pushed a bunch of ducks out. But some years... Uh, we don't get our birds. We don't get the bulk of our mallards in particular until about this time of year. And so it's, uh, I look forward to January. January, we have our best hunting here. Now, this time of year, you know, you could do all the scouting you want to do, Wade, but it doesn't go usually as planned. What do you think this time of year? When you get into January, mallards are probably 90 or 95 percent paired up. Uh, It's sort of like uh, going to a nightclub and picking up a girl. You know, you got to go where the action is. So they will collect in those big groups in open areas where they're highly visible. I love Wade. I can listen to that man all day long. You just like to hug him. He's brilliant. I like to hug him. Hopefully I can squeeze out some more information. It'll (laughs) seep into me. (laughs) My pores. Kind of like cold cuts. You know, I can understand after going back and and listening to it because I I was talking. I'm sitting there and actually listening to it. Why so many people... But it's hard to listen in there. I talk a lot. No, why why so many people requested this. Actually, uh, 22,371 people wrote in and told us uh, that they wanted us to play it back. It, it's wild that uh, that so many people really thought so much of our guests. Yeah, when I don't. <laughs> Anyways, uh, coming up next, we are going to be revisiting. Our are wise beyond their years. They are. Thank you very much. Anyways, we are going to be revisiting antelope hunting on today's show. Once again, this is the Revolution Listener Rewind, where you guys and gals actually wrote in and told us what you wanted to hear, and we're complying to your every need. But uh, make sure you do email us again at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com. we got to get to a break. And we'll be back once again with antelope hunting. Love you. Peace out. God bless you. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, here's some more simple outdoor trivia that's brought to you by Ram Trucks. Waterfowl are among the most diverse and interesting creatures on the planet, inhabiting every continent except Antarctica. Ducks, geese, and swans can be found just about everywhere there's water, from the high Arctic to the tropics, and from the ocean to the desert. Jim Trav and the Revolution Listener Rewind will return right after this. Hunting from a tree is good, but hunting from inside a tree is better. The Tree Blind from Nature Blinds is the most realistic hunting blind on the planet. It fools animals and looks great on your property, too. Visit natureblinds.com for details. The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble. The Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release. Two options for grip. And a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22. Another American-made product from Ruger. Monday, it's the season finale of Outdoor Channel's Bottom Feeders. After Rick joins Jen's team. You know, and all that is not here. Obviously, it's a little harder for me. The rivalry between Jen and Mike comes to a head. No way would I ever work for Jen. No. And threatens Mike's entire operation. I've been discouraged enough because I haven't been catching. I mean, i got to make a living. It's all about the money. Catch the season finale of Bottom Feeders. Monday, March 18th, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. With an encore presentation Thursday the 21st at 11 p.m. Only an outdoor channel. True to the core. Are you looking for a new pair of binoculars that you can count on? Check out the new Zeiss Conquest HD. A revolution in design, ergonomics, and optics. The all-new HD lens system offers clear and crisp images with true brilliant colors. And are covered by Zeiss's five-year no-fault policy. Check out Zeiss.com sports for more information. Taking a trip down memory lane. You're listening to the Revolution Listener Rewind. Hey, yo, we're back. What's up? It's the Revolution Listener Rewind. I'm enjoying myself, Jim. It's kind of cool going back. Going back in time. That's no, this it. is a good That's time. It. I like it. Yeah, but you know, let's focus on antelope because let's do that. You know, not not very often is no. there anything written or even broadcasted about antelope hunting. It'd be like the catfish, yeah, of the hunting community. It, it kind of you a, know, kind of a trash animal. I'm not. I don't think that. I think they're cool. That's degrading. Anyway, speaking of goat, 
Uh, I've got to read this. I hope I get this right. This is from Dan Avila. He's in Arkansas. He doesn't say where. Uh, anyways, Dan Avila writes. you said Arkansas, you really said it all. You said a lot of things. Uh, Jim and Trav, did you know that the antelope is a mammal species that is found to be part of the Bovidae family? However, not all members of the Bovidae family are considered to be antelopes. The term antelopes refer to a miscellaneous group within the Bovidae family, which consists of species that cannot be categorized as cattle, sheep, buffalo, bison, or goats. Antelopes belong to the even-toed species of ruminant mammals, which are herbivores. There are over 90 species of antelope in the world, and they vary from each other in their appearances. That was no. a mouthful. Dan, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for filling us in, though. I'm telling you, our listeners know a lot of stuff. I will guarantee he copy and pasted that. <laughs> yeah. He did not write that. Anyways, interesting. That was probably uh, his uh, doctorate thesis, <laughs> you know. Uh, once again, like Jim said, we covered this back in August of last year. Great show. It did uh, generate a lot of attention, which was kind of cool. Uh, we heard from Mark Kaiser. He's a writer and TV host, plus Dale Denny with Bearpaw Outfitters. Joe Kenny, once again, with KOVE, your place in the country. Uh, radio station there in Lander Post. Mark Renner would be the decoy. Let's do it! Let's listen. Mark Kaiser. This is uh, such a fascinating animal to Jimbo and I. And I like in your article, you're talking about if you want to have this African feel to your hunt, you don't have to go so far east anymore. You can have this type of hunt right here in North America by pursuing uh, the antelope, can't you? Yeah, it's a great do-it-yourself hunt. There's a lot of public land where antelope live. And when densities are high, and, and that varies, you know, from year to year, but yeah. when densities are high, it's just like hunting Africa. And I've been to Africa several times, and I love it dearly, but, of course, uh, it loves my wallet as well. So <laughs> to make up in between, man, a pronghorn safari right here in the western part of the United States is a great way to go. Now, real quick, I want to go over some facts about antelopes with you, and you can kind of tell us if it's true or not. Is this truly uh, the fastest animal in North America. They could say, they define it as, I think it's cursorial, an animal that can run at fast speeds for long distances. Yep, fastest oh. land mammal in North America is the pronghorn antelope, or, or the pronghorn. Um, in the Midwest and stuff, having fences up has greatly hurt the migration routes for antelope because they might be extremely athletic, but they almost never will jump a fence. They prefer to actually go under it. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. They, really? They evolved in a world where they didn't have to jump. Yeah. So they've never picked up that escape mechanism or travel mechanism, so to speak. Dale Denny. You know, there's a lot of hunters out there that do pursue antelope, Dale, but, you know, like Jim and I, we've been hunting our whole lives, and I've never hunted an antelope a day in my life. Um, how do you even go about um, field judging one of these? For the average person, antelope are tough. But there's some things that you can use on the antelope to help you judge how big he is. Okay. And what I like to do is I like to look at the ears, mm -hmm. and you want to look, if you're trying to get a good antelope, you don't want anything that's only two ear lengths long. Generally, an ear is five and a half or six inches. Uh -huh. uh, so if you take an antelope that's only got two ear lengths, you're looking at maybe 12-inch antelope at best. Uh -huh. What you want is an antelope that has two and a half ear lengths oh, or wow. better. You guys got the one-shot antelope hunt. Uh, it's such a great event. Why don't you tell us about this, Joe? This is the 69th landed yeah. one-shot antelope hunt. That's it started cool. back in the 30s when a couple old guys were sitting around the campfire saying, by golly, those Indians, just they really had a hard time, and they only had one arrow, and they had to bring down their game with that. We ought to challenge one another here to a hunt where we only get one bullet. And that's how it started way back when. Jeez. Wow, and then they started making single-shot rifles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, since that time, you know, this is the 69th hunt this year, We've had uh, people from all over the world here who have participated in the hunt. And uh, this year's uh, roster, I think, includes one of the, uh, the teams I am absolutely the most excited about, and that is a team of wounded warriors. Oh, oh no man, way! Cool. Yeah. Serious? You bet. What do they do with the animals once they're harvested? Many of them have, they have them processed here, and they either send them home. Uh -huh. And there's also been a project where they have turned the uh, antelope meat into uh, jerky, and it has been sent to our uh, our service uh, men and women oh, uh, really? in uh, Afghanistan and uh, also in Iraq. Mark Ringer. And now tell us how you came up with this. I mean, you've got some interesting products here. How'd you come up with the idea of these hats? Like the speed goat hat. Yeah, how'd you come up with that? 
Well, it's a super goofy uh, process. We kind of, or actually not we, but I was out uh, spotting and stalking antelope one day okay. and had a, a small buck that I just thought I'd see how close I could get to him and uh, came up over a bald rise and kind of ran out of cover, and he was looking away from me at about 90 yards and uh, turned and took a look at me, and for some reason, I don't know why, but I grabbed my binoculars, stuck them up on top of my head, <laughs> and started acting like an antelope feeding in this double grass that I was in. Really? And that antelope turned right around, came within 20 yards, and stood there for maybe 15 minutes just sitting there staring at me, trying to figure out what the heck I was all dressed in cow. I, I think you're... On top of my head. <laughs> you know, I mean, the whole premise behind the product is that it breaks up the human silhouette and gives the animal a shape that they're used to looking at. I'll tell you what, if, if Mark Kaiser, Dale Denny, and Joe Kenny, and Mark Renner uh, didn't convince you... That antelope go, hunting is good. The antelope hunting is good. Jim is going to unfriend you on Facebook. I have already done it. And that pains him to do that. He loves Facebook. I do. Hey, one thing I we have get, a face for it. One thing we got to mention, though, and we've been forgetting to do this, got to check us out, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. They kind of yeah. archive. They archive uh, our shows, don't they? Some shows we do. So you can take and download all of those and then make your own show. Maybe we'll be a guest on your show. <laughs> yeah. That would be wonderful. <laughs> but no, antelope hunting is so much fun. I personally have never harvested an antelope. I was kind of one of those guys like, oh, I'm not going to touch it. The yeah. cool kids aren't doing it. Yeah. But no, I'm really going to get out. And, uh, you know, here in Kansas is really hard. i got to get preference points um, for rifle. If you want to do bow, I think you can buy it right over the counter. Yeah, you can walk out in the field and be seen by everything. Yeah. Um, I would really like to do it, though. Yeah. I've tasted it before. You've got to get it. one of those uh, be the decoy. Be the decoy. I should. Yeah. I'm just going to hold Mark Kaiser up. <laughs> he looks like an animal. He's an alien. A little alien, too. Anyways, what's coming up next? Hey, coming up next is gun control. Hey, it leaves a charge with more than 39,829 emails. Hey, stick around. This is going to be good. Yeah, it's brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you check them out at OutdoorChannel.com, plus Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, and Ruger at Ruger.com, and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMPNJerky.com, plus Cabela's, World's Foremost Outfitter at Cabela's.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Simple outdoor trivia that's brought to you by Ram Trucks. With 8-power vision and 70-mile-per-hour legs, the Pronghorn is an exclusive American wonder that has inhabited North America for over 20 million years. You're listening to the Revolution Listener Rewind with Jim and Trav. More coming up next. When it comes to camping, I like to relax, but I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips with a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9 by 13 inch pan. I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. Since you've taken the time to send us email, the least we can do is listen to your request. You're listening to the Revolution Listener Rewind. All right, so welcome back to the show. This is the Revolution Listener Rewind. Woo-woo! Hey, how about a Florida State represent, uh, not re- representative, this is actually Senator Audrey Gibson. Um, you know you're a bullet buyer. Yes. And as a bullet buyer, I want you, this is what she's saying, to take anger management classes. Well, I'd be angry. angry if I had to take the class. I'm angry at the prices of ammunition. Uh-huh. I'm angry when I go there and they're out of ammunition. Which is happening a lot these days. I'm angry at the price of gas. I'm buying ammunition for guns I don't even have. No, that's not infringing upon our Second Amendment rights. Um, but gun grabbing, Jimmy. Hey, so back in uh, back in late January, late January, uh, we did a gun grabbing show 
And, uh, and as I mentioned before the break, how many emails did we get? 39,829 emails alone asking us to replay this show. Hey, folks. Here it is. Yeah, we heard from uh, Jim Fenning. He's with uh, Wisconsin's pro-gun movement, Kendall Croker. He's a Wyoming State Representative. David Kodria, he's a gun rights examiner. And Cam Edwards with Cam and Company. Take a listen. It's going to blow you away. No, nah, that's not good. Just take a listen. Kodria. <laughs> <laughs> is the uh, idea, David, for the government to actually confiscate our guns? That has been uh, floated as the end game, and, of course, with the... Uh, with what happened in Newtown and with the blood dancing that's been going on yeah. since then, uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing the mask come off of a lot of people. And and we just saw a list released uh, by one of the Republicans up in New York in the legislature up there who uh, released a list of uh, some of the Democrat wish lists that they wanted to get. And, of course, what they settled on was that obscene SAFE Act. And, and these guys are like Orwellian. You know, it's the war is peace. Uh, yeah, you know, ignorance, That's and strength, and slavery, <laughs> double talk. And I, I think that we need to have stiffer laws and penalties, especially against our, our first, second, and third time offenders. I mean, we we need to stop the hypocrisy here. Okay, we have all these corrupt judges and these prosecutors who are just letting these guys walk through. And they know, though, David, as soon as they hit the streets, okay, they're going to commit some sort of heinous crime. They're going to murder somebody. They're going to rape somebody. They're going to rob somebody. But at the end of the day, hey, boys and girls, uh, let's just take the easy way out and blame it on the guns. That's exactly right. And, of course, the easy ones to go after are the peaceable, law-abiding gun owners who simply make them criminals. And we're real easy to go after so that if the government says, you're going to need to register this or you're going to need to do this or that, you know, my my friend Brian Puckett observed that, you know what, if if the government uh, told gun owners that they had to tie a pink ribbon around the barrel to be compliant, (laughs) there'd be a lot to go along with it. But, you know what, people are getting tired of this, and, and I'm seeing and I'm delighted to see some resistance and defiance going on in New York saying we're not going to register our guns. Do you think that concealed carry is a good thing? Clearly, uh, without question. Uh, It's a predator-prey relationship, the same as we have in nature. Uh, The predators are going to pick the people that uh, are the easiest and least likely to be able to fight back. Uh, and other predators now start taking a look and trying to determine when they're targeting somebody, uh, what is this person likely to be armed if, or are they not? And if they feel that person might be in their estimation, they go look for something easier. Now, you know, uh, Kendall, it is our right and basically our duty uh, to protect our families. And, you know, it's not the police's job. It is not their job. Basically, it is their job to uh, clean up and, and to possibly um, investigate. And so if our government has their way and we find ourselves absent of firearms, uh, this right and obligation is basically fundamentally impaired. But you there in um, Wyoming, Wyoming, you've introduced this bill that basically stops them from doing this. Yes, that's, that's correct. Our bill basically says that if the federal government passes any laws in the future to restrict uh-huh. um, semi-automatic rifles or magazine size, that we are not going to lo- allow those laws to be enforced in Wyoming. Yes! I love that! We're moving to Wyoming. Ah, ah. Come join us. We'd love to have you. You are the man. Now, you're cracking down on this. Now, this pertains only to Wyoming. So if we step outside of Wyoming, even if it's six inches, this law no longer pertains to us. That's correct, because we're, I mean, there's 50 sovereign states, and we each, you know, ha- have the right to make our own laws on issues that the, you know, the, the U.S. Constitution doesn't give the federal government the power to. So, I mean, in Wyoming, yeah, we can't make laws for other states. We can only protect the rights of our own citizens. Cam Edwards. Real quick, I want to pull up some uh, statistics, Cam. Uh, each year, uh, 80,000 people die in America from alcohol. Smoking kills 435,000 U.S. citizens yearly. Uh, 32,000 Americans lose their lives each year due to uh, prescription drug overdoses. Illegal drugs takes an average of 17,000 Americans annually. Uh, in 2011, uh, it's two years ago, 9,878 people were killed and approximately 350,000 were injured due to drunk driving in the U.S. But check this out. In 2011, Cam... A total of uh, firearm murders in the U.S. was 8,583. Out of everything that is happening, why are we putting so much emphasis and blame on firearms? Because the people who are pushing these gun controls don't like guns. 
Yeah. Uh, and they really don't want us to have them. I mean, I, you know, I, I think you guys have seen as well that there is a huge cultural attack right now on the idea of gun ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we've got legislators, even people like Senator Feinstein, yeah. admit that the legislation that they're pushing won't protect our kids. They're not going to stop another massacre like what we saw in Newtown, Connecticut. They know this. Uh, I saw in the, uh, I think it was the Wall Street Journal, uh, Bill Bratton, the uh, former head of the NYPD, said that he likes these gun control laws, not because he thinks they're going to be effective, but because of the symbolism of it all. Yeah. You know, I, I've gotten this question a lot. Why do you need gun A? Why do you need gun yeah. B? Uh, I, you know, I want to start asking these folks, why do you need one gun a month law. It's like, why, why do you need options when it comes to vehicles? Why do you need to have an SUV? Well, because I like my wife and we have seven kids. I think this is one of the other big problems here. We've got people who despise firearms trying to write our gun laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know anything about guns. They just know that they don't like them. As far as the, as far as the knowledge level goes, this is like putting me in charge of writing a safety manual for a nuclear facility. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not the guy, man. I'm not the guy who, who uh, should be writing these laws. And, I'm the Diane Feinstein is the uh, lawmaker who needs to be writing our gun law. All right, once again, that was Jim Fenning. He's with uh, Wisconsin's pro-gun movement, Kendall Croker. He's a Wyoming State Representative, David Kodria. He's a gun rights examiner, and Cam Edwards with Cam and Company. But you know, Jimmy, I love what Senator Scott Renfro said, and, and, and I quote him exactly. We can make as many laws as we want until we change the hearts of man. They're going to continue to do evil things and that's the truth you can't legislate evil you want to fix the crime rate in america once again i hate to be redundant gotta fix the education system the poverty level Uh in america and mental health that's it those are the three things you want to legislate something legislate those amen hallelujah we had church I'm enjoying this, Jimmy. This is a good show. Anyways, this has been so great. Uh, we want to say thank you to all of our stations. Um, get a little sentimental here. Yeah. This is the Rap Actually, uh, 419 stations. Uh, also, a big shout-out to our sponsors, Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, plus Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. And how about High Mount Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com, plus Ruger at Ruger.com and Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com, plus Zeiss at Zeiss.com, forward slash sports. we got to get to a break. Jimmy and I will return right after this. Here's some more simple outdoor trivia that's brought to you by Ram Trucks. Concealed carry or CCW usually refers to the practice of carrying a handgun or other weapon in public in a concealed manner. However, not all weapons that fall under CCW controls are lethal. For example, in Florida, carrying pepper spray in more than a specified volume, two ounces of chemical, requires a CCW permit. And now, two men who live... Eat, breathe, the outdoors. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 419 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes this show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Show, our producer Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy, and everyone, including our listeners, for making this Rewind Show a success. This has been a success. Hey, high five. Right there. Bam. Oh, that was a gosh, good one. All right, so, hey, coming up next week on the show, we are going to be talking about long-range shooting. Oh, you're going to love this like one. that. Remember, though, anger management classes before next week's show. It's going to be good for you. And it's all made possible by Outdoor channel and ram trucks we love you boys and girls god bless you peace out thanks for all the emails keep sending them to radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com your local news weather it is coming up next once again we love you see you next week
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.